This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. Uh, and this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you cannot have any. Because we actually literally did just eat it all. Yes. Guess what we're talking about? It's Euros. Yes, there we go. All right. This episode, I can't remember where it came from, but I'm really glad that it arrived here at our doorstep because we just got to eat Euros for lunch. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I think I just realized that I, w- I would like get a Euro like once or twice a year and always really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And we've never done it as an episode and it's something I think many, many people enjoy on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. Um, or, or any number of related sandwiches, but we're going to narrow it down. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, well, so I'm really, I'm I'm glad that we're doing this episode, not only because I just got to eat that, but also because I think I've tended to confuse gyros with uh, like doner kebab or duna kebab, however you say it. Okay, yeah, I'm glad glad you're giving that a shot because I always just say doner kebab, which is definitely wrong. And also a souvlaki. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was trying to think about about my memory lane here, I was getting myself all twisted around because if I just think about Euros, I think the last time I had Euros was like the day that Brandon and I moved into the duplex in Ballard mm-hmm. that we moved into in the summer of 2006. I remember that place. My friend Keaton and her then boyfriend, uh, now spouse, Mark, uh, helped us move, and I remember Mark ran out to Georgia's Greek, which used to be on 85th and is now, I think, on Lake City Way. Okay. And got Euros, and I remember drinking like a Budweiser long neck. Nice. And Euros when we moved into this apartment. Ugh, yes. Okay, so I don't remember for sure the first time I had one of these, but it would have been in high school, I think, because it would have been like a cheap sandwich that you could get near my high school. Mm-hmm. I don't remember having a lot of them in high school, but I'm sure I did. And then for sure, I remember getting them at the Aladdin Eurocery on the Ave in uh, when I was in college at UW in the early 2000s. I think I used to eat a lot of falafel, which we've already done an episode on and which is not the same thing, but has some of the same ingredients, minus the meat, plus other things. 
I think I used to have a falafel sandwich at some place called Aladdin or some something. Yeah, that's that's probably the same place. I think it's still open. Uh, okay. I think it has moved locations maybe since the early 2000s, but was always considered like the best and cheapest Euro place on the Ave. Okay. Well, so part of the reason that I got a little confused with Memory Lane is that so Ash and I went to Greece in 2018. Yeah. Did you eat euros or something similar? No. I mean, well, we did have like lamb prepared in a way that is very, I mean, lamb that was really tender and in strips sort of, but that was served in a dish as part of a whole bunch of other like little dishes at a restaurant in Athens. Sure. But I'm not sure that it was prepared in the euro way. Okay. So I didn't. Um, and put on the agenda like what this is. So maybe we should talk about that before we get into the history, which is very complicated. And then and Mr. Etymology. And then maybe we can get back to this issue of the Duna. Oh, we will for whatever. sure. Okay. I, I, I just want to say right now, I am just, I know I'm butchering it. And I'm hoping to do better by the end of the episode. Okay, so this is, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how that's going to happen since I don't have a better pronunciation than you, but we'll, we'll give some, some like historical context. Okay. So we are talking about a sandwich, like, you know, often it's also available as like a Euro platter, but we're really talking about the sandwich here that consists of usually a mix of ground beef and lamb that has been carved off of a like rotating vertical rotisserie mm-hmm. stack. Mm-hmm. And then put into a warmed or griddled pita with a set of fillings or toppings that usually consists of like tzatziki, lettuce, tomato, red onion, and that's that's usually about Cucumber. it. Cucumber. Yes. Yep. So hold on. Is this thing like does it actually have origins in Greece or does this is this thing like an Americanization of a dish from elsewhere? I'm so glad you asked because it's so much more complicated than that. So first off, gyros as a dish does exist in Greece, but as far as I could tell, is almost always made with pork rather rather than a mix of, of beef and lamb. Interesting. Yes. Did you happen to note what part of Greece it's from? No. And the other thing, and like we'll, we'll jump around a little here, is that it seems that it became popular in Greece and North America at the same time. So this is not like ah. a traditional Greek dish that, okay. that came to North America after being enjoyed enjoyed in Greece for hundreds of years. This is something that that like found a home in multiple places and is based on a much earlier sandwich. Okay. Which is the Duner kebab. You know, this has a, it reminds me of coronavirus. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> Co- it's, COVID-19. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of like that, but, but it, considerably tasty. Yeah, it popped up in multiple places at once. It has its origins and probably an older thing. Yes. Yeah. So, man, where do we even go with this? I've got a whole Mr. Etymology I, segment. I have no <laughs> idea, but Matthew, you texted me ahead of time and you were like, wow, Euros are so fascinating. Like, just you wait. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to read okay. the agenda. So I can't even help you with where to begin. Okay. You so got to figure it out. This dish originated in Turkey or what is now Turkey was then the Ottoman Empire. Probably, so it didn't originate in It did not in originate Greece. in Greece or in ah. North America. It was not, however, called gyros. We'll, we'll get into the word gyros in a minute. It originated as, as duner kebab is probably what it was called. Okay. And it was like a, you know, a hand-stacked 
vertical rotisserie of meat uh, yeah. that would be carefully grilled and then the like the uh, charred and juicy edges carved off with like a scimitar and put into a warmed bread. And I, I've had there used to be a wonderful Turkish sandwich place on Broadway many years ago called uh, Bistro Antalya mm-hmm. um, that that served this kind of sandwich that was probably not super different from how it originated. So good. I remember having uh, Duna kebab in Berlin. Yes, it, that is that is the name that it goes by in Berlin. And then in, in Canada, it's called Donaire, D-O-N-A-I-R. Oh, wow. OK, like uh, like kind of like Conair. The, it is the kind of like Conair. Yes, yes. But, it's often served by um, <laughs> Hairdryer. Uh, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> oh, I think it's the movie Conair. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's a movie where, where uh, Nicolas Cage uh, found it's a, it's a, a classic movie about business. <laughs> Nicolas Cage founds a very successful hairdryer company, but then goes bald himself, and it's very ironic. Um, okay, so I have to I have to find this photo. I should have put it in the agenda, but there is a photo taken in the Ottoman Empire in 1855 of a Donner kebab vendor that is amazing. Well, that's not how you spell it. It's time for it's time for everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> that's not Matt, how you spell that, it. That's not how you spell it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, Check this out. Oh my god, this is amazing. We'll, we'll link to this in the show notes. This is this is an incredible historical photo of, this, of like that that looks like you you would absolutely want to go to this food stand right now. Oh, this is truly remarkable. Yeah, so we've got these these people standing around a table and you can absolutely see the meat stack on its rotisserie. And there appears to be like a raised, like maybe ring for gas cooking. Yeah. Would that have been a thing in the 1850s? <sighs> I don't, it wouldn't have been gas, but uh, like charcoal maybe or so, oh, something. That's right. There could be coals in yeah. here. Okay. But wow. anyway, it looks this is good. cool. Yeah. This is very cool. The concept of this kind of sandwich, like, you know, stayed stayed in that region for a long time and then quickly spread out after World War II and was introduced ah. to Greece after World War II via immigrants from Turkey and the Middle East, which I, I which I run on the agenda as the Middle Eats. <laughs> um, so then the the fast food euro, like, you know, thinking of it as like like, you know, a quick, inexpensive convenience food. Uh-huh. Developed in Greece and the U.S. at approximately the same time in the early seventies. And wow, the, wait a minute! Yeah. So this so this like sandwich, yep. in the form that we just ate it, is a really new invention. And in the form that we ate it was developed by Greek immigrants to Chicago in the nineteen seventies. Okay. Oh, this is so interesting. Yeah. Okay. And before that, it really only sort of made its way out of Turkey after World War Two with like waves of right. immigration. Yep. Okay. And it is also very closely related to al pastor, as in tacos al pastor, as served in Mexico and many other places. And in what way is it related? Al pastor is a rotating meat stack, and they usually put a pineapple on top and carve off some of the meat and a little bit of the pineapple, put it in a tortilla. Love this. Absolutely a related sandwich. Okay. Okay. So do not do not add us about whether a taco is a sandwich. Yeah, no. That <laughs> save that one for Dan Pashman. Exactly. Okay, wait, but hold on. Yeah, yeah. We I, I there's so much more I want to talk uh-huh. about, but I feel like we need to talk about pronunciation. Okay. So first off, I watched yesterday because I, I was curious about like what is the Euro meat, of course, and we'll get into that. Yeah. But I wanted to know like how do you say it? And I watched so I watched this uh this New York Times video about like how they make the Euro 
gyro meat. And the the uh, person from the New York Times was saying gyro. And I, then I did more research and I'm like, gyro is a totally accepted pronunciation in really? North America for this. Yeah. Okay. So like okay. if you see like, you know, the Kronos Foods poster, it'll say pronounced gyros and many people do, including me. Mm-hmm. But gyro is also very popular. Okay. And like enough so that, you know, this is an American sandwich that we're talking about. And I don't have any problem with people calling it a gyro. Great. I mean, I guess it, it makes a lot of sense when I think about like Greek roots or the, the roots of words, right? Like gyro. I mean, like gyroscope. That's, yeah. 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 That's okay. also a Greek sandwich. It just spins faster. <laughs> That's right. And like you can like set it on the table and stands up by itself. <laughs> you, I mean, I, I broke my tooth once on one though. So you got to be really careful. With, you, oh with the, yeah, like, yeah. Like you let it go and like, like. No, no. I mean, biting into a gyroscope. Oh, by, oh okay. <laughs> I see. Sorry, I didn't yes and you there. We went to a toy store in Tokyo that specialized in tops, and spinning tops is hard. It made me feel really dumb. Oh, there was an in, wait a minute. There was an entire toy store specializing no, I mean, in tops? Okay, it specialized really in two things. Tops and, like, paper mache animals with, with like, bouncy necks. I love this. I love... Okay, so this, this is, like, the... Whenever I think of like the specialization of restaurants mm-hmm. in in Japan, yeah. I mean there's so many great examples, but I always think of like an eel restaurant. Yeah. And this is the eel restaurant of toy stores. It totally is. They had some of those tops, you know, the ones that you spin and then they like flip upside down and keep spinning. Mm-hmm. Like I could not make it do that. Other people were like, Yeah, check this out. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> Okay. But hold on. Do we are we gonna talk about the pronunciation of d- Duna? Uh do uh, no, because I, I figured this was the Donor? Euro episode and I didn't look it up. Should we should we pause and, and like find a pronunciation guide? All right, let's do it. Google says American pronunciation Donner kebab, but let's see British pronunciation Dona kebab. How do you say it in Turkish? Okay, here we go. Yeah, Donar kebab. Okay, what about uh, with a German accent? <laughs> okay, go for it. That's the Turkish one. I know. I want to play it again. Um, okay. Well, so if the, the O, the long O, it's a diphthong, as in the words bone and rose. The long O is a diphthong. <laughs> so that would be donor. I, I, feel like, I feel like I want Little Nas X to write a song because like, the long O is a diphthong. I feel like it'd be really <laughs> fun to hear him say, sing that. Okay. So it seems like it would be reasonable to say like... Could you do it again? Donar kebab. Donar kebab. Yep. Okay. All right. That phrase might not come up again in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay. You ready for Mr. Etymology? Yeah. That yeah. wasn't Mr. Etymology. That oh, was it Mr. wasn't? That was Mr. Pronunciation. Wait a minute. Where's Mr. Oh, here's Mr. Etymology. I told you we were skipping around. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm so confused. Okay. Go on. Okay, so remember the tamale episode where we talked about how English speakers took the Spanish word tamales mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. said, okay, that looks like a word tamale with an S on it, like we would pluralize something in English and said, okay, we're going to make a new word tamale. Right. Right. In, or right. tamale. Okay. Okay. That, and that's called, that process is called back formation. Instead of tamal, right. which Instead is of what tamal, it was in which Spanish. It is in Spanish. Okay. Right. Back formation happened to gyros also in a slightly different way. Okay. All right. The Greek word gyros is singular. Okay. So it is okay. a singular word that refers to the rotation of the meat stack. Okay. That word started the, to be- The gyroscope. The, 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 the gyroscope, the, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Go on. And that word like came to be used in Greece- 
partially because of xenophobia, because Greek nationalists were like, we can't have our favorite sandwich be be a Turkish word. Like, it has to be a Greek word. Let's call mm. it gyros. So okay. uh, that was successful, apparently. And then when it became a popular food in America, starting in the 70s, they're like, okay, uh, gyros, obviously that's a plural word because it ends with an S. So one of them must be a gyro or gyro. And so that's where we get the singular. It's okay. a back formation. Okay. So like, I'm going to have a gyro. Yes. So like in, in Greece, you would say, I'm going to have a gyros. The, I, that whole phrase. I used to get a little bit confused when people talked about uh, like a hero sandwich. I did too. And I used to think that they were like pronouncing gyros in some way that I didn't understand. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, okay. like, like live with a, with a, a soft G like, is, like in Spanish. A hero is a, like a, a sub sandwich like on a different kind of roll. I think it's just another name for a, one of many names for a sub sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow, we are covering a lot of ground here. Yeah. We're, we're doing a lot of debunking of. We are. Of yeah, things were things, things were uh, significantly bunked until we came along. <laughs> um, hero, we, <laughs> hero does not equal euro. Wait, I just realized that a few a few months ago, I took I took December's bunk bed and uh, removed and and recycled the top bunk. You debunked. Yes, and, I, and, and never once at the time did I did I go around saying like I'm going to debunk this bed, which seems like exactly the sort of thing I would say, right? Yes. Weird. That, I I'm can't slipping. believe I you missed slipping. that opportunity. Okay. Okay. So uh, many people claim to have invented the American Euro sandwich, and we will talk about what sets the American version apart. Um, and I don't want to get into like you know like this person said they invented it at this place, but one of these people was named John Garlic. <laughs> <laughs> like spelled like just, actual yeah, just garlic. Like actual garlic. <laughs> Love that guy. All right. So the thing that sets the American Euro apart is that mystery meat. Okay. You know, it's clearly, you know, some kind of very finely ground and compressed and seasoned meat substance that okay. gets like sliced off into into pieces uh, in your sandwich. So what is it? I certainly did not know the answer. Hold on. Yeah. Wait a minute. When it first started out, presumably like in the original like Turkish version. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was a meat stack. Right. What so was, would that have been? So that would have been like, you know, slices of some kind of tender meat that had been like marinated or, or seasoned and like hand stacked onto onto the rotisserie. And so and, and there are definitely places that still do that. I've definitely seen oh, that. Yeah. Is it still done that way in Greece or in Greece is it ground as well? That is a good question and I don't know the answer. I think it is probably still done that way with pork in Greece. Okay. But I Greek listeners in Greece or who have been to Greece and had a euro there, let us know. Or a euros. And so in the States, though, what we think of as a, as euros, uh, or what here we may call American euros American sandwich, gyro. American gyro is almost always going to be made from a, like that, a very finely ground meat stuff. Yeah. Is that what that movie American Gigolo was about? Exactly. Okay. And that meat stack is most likely going to come from Kronos Foods, uh, which was founded in Chicago in 1974. Is that a food store that eats its own children? Is that like, oh, like, uh, was Kronos a titan? Yes. Yes. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. He was, uh, he was Zeus's father and the father of like a whole bunch. And remember he, he was also my father. His wife was (laughs) Rhea and uh, he, he like kept eating his kids because (laughs) Because they were so, they looked so juicy. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, <clears throat> when I see a baby, she got really like she got cheeks, really tricky, and she baby. she dressed up like a rock in swaddling clothes or something, and he swallowed it. Oh, and, and then he broke for his some tooth reason, like you did on the gyroscope. That's right. For some reason, it made him vomit up all of his children, who were still whole in his belly. Well, I mean, things things were things were different. Things were better back then. <laughs> Stomach juices were back weaker. Back then, the dad could things eat his children better. and didn't have to like you know get or like indicted and stuff. And and he wouldn't hurt them at all. Like they would emerge and they would still that's right. be so they like could the eat gods them again of Olympus. Tomorrow. Anyway, I think that's how the story goes. Please don't at me if it doesn't go like that. I'm just <laughs> I, doing it from memory. I found that very convincing. That's like an area of Greek mythology that I don't know very well. Oh, that's so. like basic Greek mythology. <laughs> What's the part you do know well? Basic Greek mythology is like the labors of Hercules. Oh, I don't really know that. Like, you know, he, he like cleaned some stables and then like kidnapped a dog. That's... <laughs> I mean, this, this is these are I, this is correct. I really yes. No, oh, I only know about like I don't know like the Minotaur and uh, I know. Some, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of stuff about Circe. Have you read the book Circe? No, I oh, think some people so in my good. family have. Okay. So, okay. so I still well, get anyway, credit. Chronos Foods. So, uh, All right, so I'm sorry, I did not mean to slander Chronos Foods. I just was going on a, a little bit there. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. Uh-huh, so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Kronos Foods, uh, founded in Chicago, 1974, not founded by John Garlic, which is what, what I was really <laughs> hoping I was going to say, is the world's largest manufacturer of Euro-related products. Uh, and you've most likely seen their posters at your local Euro place, like, you know, okay. uh, pronounced Euros. And like, here's a picture of a Euro, like at the place where you already just ordered one. Their most important product is Euro cones. And a Euro cone is a cone of meat. And they are fro- sold frozen. Okay. They are made of raw, very finely ground and kind of semi-emulsified beef and lamb. 
Okay. Although the beef lamb breakdown can vary, as we'll see, uh, and with seasoned with with salt and spices and formed into like a cone shape, so you can load it right onto your rotisserie and get to slicing. It sounds kind of yucky. I, they are not very pretty when they come out of the packaging. They're available in sizes ranging from ten pounds to forty pounds. <sighs> Wow. Have you so ever you bought get, one? <laughs> you could get like a 10 pounder like for a party at your house. If you had a, a vertical rotisserie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Which I do. Have you seen those memes going around <laughs> where somebody's like taking a microwave or like a sofa and put it on its side and then it looks like it has a face <laughs> something? <laughs> no. Well, what I was are you just thinking. About? Oh. <laughs> Is this on TikTok? No, no, it showed up on Instagram. But hold on, okay, I gotta please, find. Okay. Please show me because I can't even visualize <laughs> what you mean, but I do want to see it. I'll do while you're looking that up. I'll just like eat two or three of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> this is one. <laughs> oh wow, this is so much better than I expected. It's so good, okay. right? I I don't think my microwave is the, no maybe it is yeah I don't think my my anyway, microwave was, doesn't have dials I was just thinking if you did if you had like some sort of a like a special fancy like countertop rotisserie you mm-hmm. could just turn it on its side sure it might yeah, absolutely it might love it or it might it might like drip weirdly uh, okay. Okay, so you you take <laughs> doesn't your doesn't that microwave look it, so it happy? looks so happy yeah it looks like. There's some like cartoon character that it looks like, <laughs> like maybe SpongeBob when he's happy or something. No, I know what you mean. Like it's, the tricks rabbit. Uh, I don't there's know. something about the it, it that also reminds me a little bit of Olaf the Snowman. That's probably what I was thinking of. Because yeah, I was like like uh, what's what's like a, a like a starkly white <laughs> cartoon character. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So uh, not all gyro cones are the same. You can order many different varieties from Kronos Foods. Wow. So uh, they, well, some of them are premium, which is all beef. Okay. I don't know why, why that makes it premium. Okay. Uh, halal. Okay. Helene, which is more lamb. Okay. Windy City, which seems to be like more beef, less lamb. Okay. And maybe like, I don't know, some sort of Chicago spicing. And... Titan. And this one will eat your children. Will eat your children, like, <laughs> if they don't eat it first. Um, and, yeah, Titan is, like, their, their, like, super premium offering. I don't know what it is. I'm going to guess that uh, at uh, Alba Cha on Broadway. <laughs> oh, no. Molly's going to laugh till she cries. I recognize the signs. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just thinking about Titans eating children. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea. Of, it'll eat your children if they don't eat it first. <laughs> it's like a race. That's, it's race weird. to like, the bottom. I, but I was just at the Euro place. That's what it said on the Kronos poster. <laughs> Kronos. Okay. It'll eat your children if they don't eat it first. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Yeah, please. Can anybody order? Uh, Euros cones. I, I'm so or, glad you or asked. Or do you have to have like a business? Oh, you, you have to. You have to have like a special <laughs> license. I saw them for sale on Amazon this morning. Oh wow! Oh, talk about a Christmas yeah, present. They wow. are not cheap. Oh, <laughs> at okay. least you're like. I think it probably costs significantly more to. Well, okay. First of all, I'm sure it costs a hell of a lot more to order like one than than like you know thirty because of because they have to be shipped frozen. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and then you open the box and, and it eats your kids. 
<laughs> this is my favorite, <laughs> Your favorite, favorite bit. I, that's good. Okay. I'm uh, glad we finally found it after, after yeah, how okay. many episodes? <laughs> 625. <laughs> that's five-eighths of a, of a thousand. Yeah, it is. Okay, hold on. So wh- what is it then that makes one... Euros plays better than another oh, if they're yeah. all buying from the Titans. Okay, so first off, like I assume that you can do a better or worse job of like charring and slicing the meat off. Okay. But also then there's the other stuff. So like, you know, I think that the pita and the sauce are the main things. Yes. And like, you know, if you have like some sort of special thing you put in there, that could go a long way. Like I love it when there's some kind of pickle mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, if your your pita's got to be like well, well grilled. So it's so it's uh, hot and has, you know, like the, the edge should, should have like a little bit of crispiness to it, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sauce, like I feel like the the. Um, the, the sauce can, like, range in flavor intensity a lot, and I, and I want, like, a flavorful sauce. Okay, and, and by sauce, we're talking tzatziki here. Yes, which I, if you had, like, given me one of your classic tzatziki quizzes before <laughs> I researched for this episode, I would have said, that's that white stuff, and <laughs> maybe it's, like, yogurt or tahini or something. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm surprised. Y- you knew what it was? Well, I, I always think tzatziki, ah, that is yogurt and cucumber. Yep. That's that's it. So it's Greek yogurt, cucumber, garlic, salt, olive oil, herbs, and sometimes vinegar. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's very refreshing on a gyro. You could also have maybe. What, does that does feta ever show up in there? Yes, the place that we. I, so I ordered this from Alba Cha on Broadway, um, which uh, is where I usually get my euros from. And uh, they have like the regular gyro or the Alba Cha gyro. And I think the only difference is they put feta cheese on the Alba Cha gyro. Ooh. I'm not a big feta cheese fan, so I didn't get it. But okay. I'll get you that next time because it seems like you are. Well, I, I yeah, I, I, I do like feta. Um, I've also seen hummus on a, think on a gyro sandwich. I don't think I'd want hummus. I, I think that might be good. Uh, okay. How, so how often do you eat these things? So I will get them a couple times a year. And it's usually on Thursday night when I have my voice lesson with my voice teacher, Doug, and and if Wife of the Show Lori is out at a play on that night, which uh, she goes, she loves live theater and so often is out on a, at a play. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so then I will finish my lesson, which is right near uh, the Euro place. I will go get a Euro and then I will eat it while walking home because I like to live on the edge. Wow. And it's a messy sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever gotten like stains on your pants or things like that from not, your, your Not Euros? so far. I've definitely gotten like stuff all over my face. Yeah. And so probably like, like you know, sometimes you see like scary people in my neighborhood and I think I'm one of those people on Euro night. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure. what? You, like you know, what's what's going on with that guy? Like you know, his face. Like and right. Then, and it, they, it seems like he forgot to take all his clown makeup off. Exactly. Yep. That's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, okay. They, uh, like uh, you know, in that uh, movie about the scary clown, um, Quick Change. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible I just came up with a joke that entertained me that not one single person in our fairly substantial audience is going to be down with. Quick change. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here going, okay, Penny is to quick as wise is to change that's a that's a that's a way more clever than than i deserve credit for oh okay um 
I believe Quick Change was a comedy heist movie <laughs> featuring Bill Murray who dressed up as a clown and robbed a bank <laughs> I, from maybe like 1987. And I did see this movie and I think kind of liked it, but certainly haven't made an effort to see it again. I don't think I've thought about it since then. Oh, oh it's time for it's time for uh, our favorite segment. That's not how you spell that. No, um, it's where uh, <laughs> where I look something up during the during the episode. Abby, keep all of this in. <laughs> Um, this episode is tight. I'm not totally confident that I, that I got the name of this. Uh, oh, look at that. Quick change. 1990 film by Bill Murray. And here's the post. Bill Murray and Gina Davis. And he's dressed up as a, as kind of a sad clown. I feel like that is the least like memorable movie title ever. If you were like, oh, what's I just that? remembered well, it. I know. But quick change. I would be like uh, fast money. Or, yeah, I know it's no, it's no, coins. it's no cement garden or Titanic, <laughs> right? But but I, I worked for me. Okay. All right. Wow. I, this episode was filled with learning. Yeah, I'm so glad we got to eat. Like, can you imagine if we did this without eating one, like uh, no. before, during, or after the episode? I would feel really upset. I also can't believe. So uh, you know, I tend to eat more than you do at a, a given sitting. Yeah. And most I'm people do. Very impressed that you ate that whole thing. I, Are you I in usually pain? make it to the bottom of the year? Well, okay, I'm not. I'm not in pain, but also like I usually eat lunch earlier than this. Oh, so you so, were extra. So hungry. I was a little extra hungry. Okay. All right. Well, that was delicious. Thank you, Matthew. Do we have any spilled mail? We do. We have a letter from listener Tracy. May I read it? Yes, please. Hi, Molly and Matthew. I'm writing to say thank you, Matthew, for your definition of crayon as a unit of measurement. This would have been on the Cranberries episode. I was going to say, I don't, yeah. re- I don't remember this, but, th- but that's not unusual. Okay. When I went to summer camp in the San Juan Islands, shout out to Camp Norwester, mm-hmm. we sang a song called The Final Trawl <laughs> about a fishing boat's last fruitless sail. I love the idea of like a, a bunch of kids, like modern, modern American kids singing this song. Oh, okay. A key line was, but I fished a life time boy and man and the final trawl scarcely makes a crayon ah! do, do you think that means he went out and fished and didn't catch any fish only a boy and a man <laughs> okay back to listener tracy yes, sorry i had assumed crayon meant a crown in british currency not so Now I will never have to wonder about this word again, and I can imagine a meager catch of herring dumped out onto that ship's deck as unsatisfying as the load of junk Bubba and Forrest caught on their shrimp boat before that lucky storm in Forrest Gump. Yours, Listener Tracy. Thank you so much, Listener Tracy. Wow. Wow, we solved solved like a a lifelong mystery for Listener Tracy. But I've fished a lifetime, boy and man, and the final trawl scarcely makes a cra- Do you this think? This is not a catchy song, but I've fished a lifetime, boy well, and man, right and the final trawl scarcely makes, a, scarcely makes a crayon. That's hard to say. Do you think that any of the kids asked their teacher, like, what the fuck is a crayon? <laughs> and the teacher had to make something up because they certainly didn't know either? I mean, um, I guess they probably said it was a crown. Uh, yeah, probably. I would I would have been, like, the annoying kid, like, I'm raising Wait, my makes hand. makes a like, crayon? What? What's a crayon? Wow. Talk about learning. I need to go get the... Uh, the book? Okay. If I can't find the book, which was literally just over there. Are you going to scream? <laughs> I'm going to scream, yeah. <laughs> 
remember when you said that the... <laughs> It was some, something we were talking about the the sound of a train coming down the tracks, and it was like. I definitely, I definitely remember uh, using that as a punchline because it's one of the best things. Anyway, it's really the best thing Axl Rose ever did. Okay, <laughs> saved all that people, all those people from that oncoming train. It's like, hey, you guys, shut it on and on and knees. And they all ran. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay, ask me if I have a down. <laughs> Matthew, do you have a now but wow? I do. Uh, my now but wow is a book. It is called Chinese Menu, The History, Myths, and Legends Behind Your Favorite Foods uh, by Grace Lin, who is a, uh, a author of many wonderful and prize-winning books. And her new book is like, it's a big illustrated book about Chinese menus and like the history of Chinese dishes through, you know, she, she is someone who is an expert on Chinese myths and legends and works that in along with like the real world history of, uh, of these dishes. I saw this cover in my neighborhood bookstore a couple weeks ago. It was so eye-catching. It is a fascinating book because it is not a cookbook. It is kind of equally for for children and adults, mm -hmm, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine like her editor must have like uh, or publisher must have like not made her life easy when she said this is the book she wanted to write. Yeah. And I'm so glad she got to do it because it is a marvelous book that's beautifully illustrated by the author and just like helps you understand like the context of your some of probably your favorite foods a lot better in a very moving way. Wow, what an endorsement. So that's a Chinese menu by yeah. Grace. And Lynn. it's also fun. I don't I don't want to make it sound sound like it's like deadly serious. Like it's a very fun book. And I can tell that from the cover. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, our producer, Abby Circatella, has her work cut out for her. Indeed. No, we told her don't don't cut a thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Leave all the Googling in. Uh, Molly has a newsletter called I've Got a Feeling, which I was going to say I just sang that song at karaoke in Japan. Not true. I sang oh. uh, Don't Let Me Down. Oh, God. That must have been so fun. I've Got a Feeling. Too hard. Uh, I, I have a feeling. Um Anyway, that's a great newsletter, mollyweisenberg.substack.com. And Matthew writes music and is an excellent singer and musician. He plays as part of two bands. One is called Early to the Airport. The other is called Twilight Diners. And you can find both of them uh, everywhere you find music. Uh, by the time you listen to this, I hope I will have finished my vocals for the new, uh, for the second Early to the Airport EP. That is my goal. Writing and singing songs is hard. Of course it is. Um, you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and you can uh, check in with other uh, Spilled Milk listeners at everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com, uh, where you can uh, find out that what like whether they've been to Greece and like uh, how many of their kids they ate, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to this show where, um, <laughs> wow, the final trawl. This, probably, yeah. this is the final this trawl. This is the final trawl. And, like, you know, by the time Abby cuts out all of all the Googling, this episode will barely make a cram. <laughs> Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
sorry, I just took a drink of water um, and then tried to talk through it, which is, as everyone knows, is the right way to pronounce water. Why did I take my headphones off to look something up? I have no idea. Google says, I, I did it again. I took my headphones off again for no reason. This is a fascinating part of the show, just when we sit here in silence. Yeah, Abby, leave all of this in. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.